0: A major difference. So if you could
1: add that to this bill, <coughs> that would be great, Diane. If you could add what you have also, and I think you can, into the bill. Joe, yeah. so, so are you ready? Can you do that? Joe, can you do that? Can you add some of the things? You're not going to agree with yep, If right? you help. Well, no, I'll help, but can you add what Amy and what Diane have? Can and we that. add them in? It doesn't make sense, that I have to wait till I'm 21 to get a handgun, but I can get this weapon at 18. I don't know. So, I was just curious as to what you did in your bill. We, you don't address we, didn't, we didn't address it as president. I think. You know we, why? Because you're afraid of the NRA, right?
2: Um, you're afraid of the NRA. Your face is afraid. Never mind.
3: God, I heard um, Joe Manchin. He's a Senator D in a Trump state. Right. And they're trying to get him to answer the question do you want to ban AR 15s or not? And he was trying to have it both ways, and they just kept asking and kept asking. And kept. he was not gonna—he was not gonna say. Wow! He was absolutely no way he was going to be on the record for that. That's, wow! That's that's well—that's well, that's politicians for you.
2: Yeah, it is. Yep. Sarah Westwood is the White House reporter for the Washington Examiner and joins us now. Greetings, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Good. Now, listen, uh, usually we'll try to start off an interview with some incisive and, and really important question, but I don't want to do that. I just want to say this. You saw, I'm sure, the cameras rolling, horse trading Trump meeting on gun control yesterday. what do you think of it?
0: Well, I think this is something that's becoming increasingly frequent in the Trump White House. We saw it on immigration. We saw it a little bit with trade. Um, but particularly on immigration, what he said in these listening section- sessions isn't ultimately necessarily what he ends up supporting. So it'll be interesting to see if we can hold the line on things that he threw out during the gun meeting. Because when it came to immigration, he was seemed very open to a lot of bipartisanship. He encouraged people Republicans, you know, I'll provide you the cover if you want to do some of these compromise immigration measures to get a DACA deal. You guys go ahead, I'll take the heat. And then within days, he had retreated from that position. And so it'll be interesting to see if he retreats from the pretty centrist and even left-leaning policies that he laid out yesterday in that meeting.
3: With the headlines being he was open to some sort of assault weapons ban, He's open to some sort of idea of taking guns away from people if we think they're mentally ill uh, before we figure out if they are or not. The age limit deal. And raising the age limit. Those those are the big ones.
0: Those are the big ones, certainly, that that frightened Republicans. And I think mostly when he advocated for taking guns away from people who have been accused of being mentally ill before that's been adjudicated, that would be, obviously, you could make an argument that that infringes on people. Well, that's a non-starter,
3: so... That's just that'll never right. go anywhere. So, how yeah, it's about the- extraordinary
2: though that the POTUS proposed it? I mean, it's amazing. So but the the assault- he's a real estate developer.
3: When he mentioned yeah. the assault weapons stuff, and Dianne Feinstein uh, jumped up and down like a cheerleader and was so excited. Uh, what do you think of that whole deal?
0: Yeah, that's something Democrats have been pushing for for years. But there was an assault weapons ban renewal that failed in Congress before. There were even 15 Democrats who voted against it. So even though these things might sound good on paper and particularly at an emotional time, such as in the wake of a tragedy like what happened in Parkland, there's still a lot of political difficulty in getting people, particularly from rural states with a lot of uh, gun-toting populations, to back these kinds of proposals, it's been difficult in the past. And even though, even with President Trump's backing, that automatically increases the likelihood that Republicans could come on board, it's still a long shot.
2: Sarah Westwood is online. She's the White House reporter for the Washington Examiner. You know, this, uh, I think you've summarized quite nicely my frustration with this whole process. I'm, I'm watching a lot of exciting things being said, some surprising things being said. And and that meeting yesterday could end up very easily being much ado about nothing. Um but we understand there's a closed door meeting about to happen, correct?
0: Today, yes. President Trump is supposed to meet with senators.
2: Okay. Today. All right. Well we'll see if anything emerges from that. What what's I don't understand
3: what the process is. So the the president throws all this stuff out yesterday and then it's up to McConnell, whether or not he pushes for some sort of actual legislation, or what happens?
0: Now. <laughs> well, right, but I mean, what we've seen with President Trump is that he's been negotiating with himself as Congress sort of works in parallel to put together some kind of legislative proposal. President Trump has done everything from throw out this, raising the age limit for semi-automatic weapons, then he sort of retreated from it, then he circled back to it. Uh, he, he's talking about Banning bump stocks unilaterally, but then sort of indicating that he'd rather Congress come up with some sort of legislative ban on bump
3: stocks. Well, then i got to ask you this, and I suppose you'd have to guess, which is not fair for a reporter to do. So did people walk out of that room with a feeling of, wow, this is a real breath of fresh air. This is a new way of approaching it. Finally, you know, after years and years of all being stuck in our positions, you know, we're throwing everything up in the air. Or do people walk out of there and say, this guy's all over the place and we accomplished nothing?
0: I think it depends on where what side of the aisle you sit on. Democrats probably left that meeting heartened, thinking that even if President Trump doesn't end up committing to everything he just proposed just now, uh, obviously, this is a lot more centrist and moderate on guns than another Republican president would be. So Democrats are probably hopeful. Republicans probably left that meeting feeling dismayed, thinking even if President Trump does retreat from some of these positions, he's certainly not going to be a Second Amendment advocate in the way that another Republican president might have been. So it just really depends on where you sit, how you left that meeting
2: feeling. Okay, here's the thesis for your next piece, Sarah, because you certainly need a numbskull like me telling you how to do your job. You know, you remember during the shutdown when the Republicans were telling everybody to listen, it's the Schumer shutdown, it's the Schumer shutdown, Schumer was saying, it's the Trump shutdown, it's the Trump shutdown. I get the feeling (laughs) from all of the senators that they want this to be the Trump gun control bill, and they don't want their fingerprints on it necessarily, certainly on the Republican side. Um, and the, the, I mean, the Joe Manchin is terrified that somebody will call it the Manchin bill, for instance. Um, but So everybody wants Trump to lead because they want to hide behind him.
0: Well, exactly. I think that there are a lot of Republicans who would, would not feel comfortable explaining to their constituents why they back these kinds of measures, but at the same time, they don't want to be on a list of people who voted against, who stood in the way of these kinds of reforms, knowing that their name is probably going to flash across every news network screen when they tally up the nay votes against this kind of measure. So it's a really difficult position for Republicans to be in. And I think President Trump backing the measure so strongly gives them a little bit of political cover. But for, for senators from, and, and lawmakers from states like Texas, where gun culture is so ingrained throughout their states, it's really hard to envision those kinds of lawmakers coming on board.
2: Sarah Westwood of The Washington Examiner, the White House reporter. Sarah, thanks a million. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. keep uh, yeah, in mind never never mind you know their name flashes across the screen when it fails never mind, how about when god forbid more kids die ooh yeah 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 um even even if the bill and its proposed fixes have nothing to do with the next right. one or the last one or two ones ago or whatever it's also horrifying
3: you got to keep in mind though back in december after the the horror of vegas i mean one of the most horrible things that's ever happened yeah Everybody was in agreement with the blessing of the NRA, and the bump stock thing just kind of died. Right, right. Just kind of went away. People got busy with Christmas, and, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, if you're a big Second Amendment person, you might uh, mostly be rooting for nothing to happen, I suppose. So, you like this sort of thing. We've But we've been in meetings, though, before you, 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 with new people. And uh, there's a bunch of ideas being thrown around and, and some new thinking. And, and we walk out of there. And think, wow, this is a new era. There's some real stuff that might Finally. happen right. And then if nothing happens, the next time you have one of those meetings, you just kind of tune out or roll your eyes. And since nothing came out of that immigration meeting, maybe that's the way they all felt yesterday. Nothing
2: yet, Jack. Oh by the way, I don't think we kicked the Mayor of Oakland hard enough for tipping off hundreds of really dangerous people that ICE was coming for, him. and a people that prey on the quote unquote immigrant community all the time. It ought to be the hell out of America. A good old-fashioned mayor kicking coming up. Oh man.
3: The age one is the most interesting thing on guns to me because it, 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 it you know, it brings in some many uh, different things. What age you're in the military, what age you drink, what age you vote, what age you're responsible for crimes you commit. All this different sort of stuff is tied into that. That's a damned interesting one right there.
2: What is adulthood, please? I mean, there are books written on that, and, and you can write a book on it and still not know. When there's been such an obvious cultural change. And neurological discoveries as well toward adulthood. you got to be 25 to vote. Let's start there. Our text line is
3: 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. i have been
3: quite a few stories about uh, corruption in NCAA basketball. Is that what LeBron was talking about the other day? All those clips you had? Uh, yeah, yeah. People were asking him. He never went to college, but he was saying, "Did anybody ever reach out? Like, what were some of the the, the tricks that colleges were trying to do to lure you right. to their university?" I have, z- I, I, I place zero like bad feelings, on any players that take stuff. Zero. I don't care. I don't care at all, and I don't blame you a bit. I know it's against the rules and everything, but don't blame me a bit for getting to drive around a car that a booster bought you when you're bringing in millions of dollars to that university because you're such a giant star. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Right. It seems like such a non-controversial
2: thing to me, but... Well, you know, there are ads. There's millions of dollars at stake from winning and losing. Blah blah blah. Some schools follow the rules, so you know you hate to come out pro cheating and malfeasance, right? But I completely get why they that way
3: they would do it. Oh yeah, and they're getting screwed. Yeah, and it's and, you know, and it's not in the name of making this a more important learning institution. Let's not pretend that just crazy that whole north carolina story is one of the best stories of all time that they, they, they didn't they didn't even go through the motions of the that we all probably experienced if you went to college of like athletes who never showed up or slept through class right. and somehow managed to pass
2: they didn't even have you knew to, somebody else was writing their papers
3: yeah the classes didn't even exist it, nope they weren't even held they nope. were in the curriculum somewhere they were in you know on a computer screen and somewhere. they were right. on
2: people's uh, transcripts on transcripts but they didn't even pretend to have the classes no teacher, no <laughs> curriculum, no classroom. That's the way you do it. No nothing. <laughs> and I become an, I, that's just efficiency.
3: Sure, exactly. I become even more forgiving of the the players taking it once they were not even allowed the option to go from high school to the NBA when you are forced right. to bypass yeah. those million that's, dollar contracts. That's a decent point. Yes, yes, you didn't even get the choice of entering the the marketplace with your talents. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the
2: football system, although eighteen year olds should not be playing NFL football.
3: well as just as a fan, college sports was better when they uh, stayed in longer.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, way, way way better. So you know LeBron
3: probably, and at some university would have been freaking awesome
2: so So we got this tip from uh, Garrett to try the knife media it's a It's a news organization that calls out media bias on both sides. With remarkable rigor and knowledge and and handedness what's this called? The Knife Media, the But be cautious, Sean. I'll tell you why. And and it's really good. <laughs> and they'll present you news, also unbiased news, just the facts, you know. And, and that wouldn't be easy to do. It's a wonderful study in media bias and the rest of it. But I, and and so Garrett sent this uh, email to us. And Garrett, thanks very much. I was clicking around on it. I thought, wow, that's really interesting. Is this, are they as good at it as they claim? Click, click, click. I'm sorry, you have exceeded your limit. So I could barely like, get a real sense of how good it is. And now I have to give them $15 a month. I'll do that. To, well, I, I may too, but you can't, you can't ask for $15 a month and only let somebody spend like three and a half minutes clicking around. You gotta give like a three day pass or something, website. Um, but they're good. They're good. I mean, for instance, this here's This is a
3: sort of thing we were talking about with our Washington Post reporter the other day. Outlets that emerge and earn people's trust as really being, you know, something you can trust. Don't
2: you think? Yes. Yeah. And and I think that will happen to to a greater or lesser extent, although, you know, m- mobilizing how do I put this charitably? Uh, mobilizing people who are too busy to accumulate (laughs) any real knowledge of what's actually happening is 80% of politics. What did you want to say? We'd... What I, I don't want to say what I wanted to say anymore. Okay. I've changed my mind. Well, all right. Put in a more plain spoken way. Voters who have no effing idea what they're talking about and are just frightened like a herd into voting one way or the other or tricked by demagoguery or, or something that sounds good, but would never work in reality. Those voters, that's 80% of politics. We'd like to think that it's, you know, the super informed, the Armstrong and Getty listener, the astute, the wise. The far seeing, I like this. But thing it's not
3: that seems to be like a regular feature for them. The five distorted headlines of the week, Good the, one. yeah,
2: excellent. And then I'm, yeah. well, I'm looking at this, um, uh, like, uh, well, they have a number of stories. Here's a story about Donald Trump. Uh, they gave the Washington Post 41 percent total integrity on reporting the story, and they'll break down why. CNN 30 percent total integrity. HuffPo 23 percent total integrity. I live my and life at about 18. And 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 Fox News, 13% total integrity on that story. There was another story about... Oh, what the heck was it about? It'd help if I could cite it. I can't remember. Um, but Fox News was by far the most uh, reliable, uh, the most integrity on that particular story, probably because it suited their point of view and there was no reason not to be. But uh, they do... Um, They do a nice job. It's actually it was very much like a college class in media bias and reporting in that. And I wish I had it in front of me, but they threw up the paywall and for after three clicks. But they had they pointed out they had in red words that were prejudicial in just like two sentences in a New York Times piece. Um, and it was it was a great breakdown. Admitted, I love that. Admitted stuff. as opposed to said. Yeah, I love that stuff. Or oh, the other thing they said is they pointed out a number of uh, instances in that just very few sentences where they were clearly pumping up the level of conflict and or predicting that this is going to be a really really big fight. Even though it might be or it might not be. So, you know, as John Stewart uh, said the first time we ever heard it, the media's true bias is in favor of conflict. They pointed out that bias. So I found it really useful, and I've talked myself into paying $15 a month. But please, you got to give people a one-week trial.
3: That stuff is so interesting, the word choice. I don't remember if I had a college class on that or if I picked up on it at post-college or whatever. But, yeah, when they say, uh, what was your example it was a perfectly good one, but...
2: Admitted as opposed to said.
3: Yeah, or refused to as opposed to just didn't. Right. He <laughs> I mean, just
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, those are prejudicial terms or, or lead you a certain direction. And- Joe Getty, who admitted he has two glasses of wine every night, went on to say he often drives in the evening. Well, you know, I didn't admit anything. I'll tell. I'll pour you a glass. I got nothing to hide over here. But that gives it a completely
3: different flavor. Trump refused to release the document or just didn't release the document. Right. And has
2: some reasons for it. Or, you know, Jack Armstrong refused to release his uh, sexual history. Why would he? It's a wildly inappropriate thing to ask. But So, yeah, I found it very useful. I think I probably will subscribe for a while. Huh. Sharpen my own axe of justice. The axe of justice? Yes. What do you plan to do with that? Swing it? At? The unbelievers. Ah. Injustice. Thank you, Sean. You're now my
3: spokesman. It's hard to argue with swinging the axe of justice at injustice. Right. I mean, it's just kind of doing the axe math. I
2: stand by Sean's words.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, I tell you a feuding and a fightin between Attorney General Jeff Sessions and President Trump, it yeah. is not letting up. Yeah, okay, see
2: now that's uh, you're you're making it seem like there's a big fight going on because your bias <laughs> is toward conflict even though the president obviously humiliated
3: oh, yeah. the attorney yes. general
2: in public for the umpteenth time yes apparently he really uh,
3: we, we we didn't talk about Hope Hicks, we're not going to but apparently he yelled at her yesterday for admitting to white lies well right. that's what well, i one want to
1: talk source. about that too that's what
2: Hope is not on the way. You know, they <laughs> ought to make Jeff Sessions walk around without any pants on in the White House. Just we, walk around bare ass so the president can paddle him whenever ne- it's necessary. And
1: we've got more airlines cracking down on comfort animals. We've got details on that story. Finally,
2: the acts of justice. Oh, swinging. and Oprah.
1: Oprah says there's only one thing that could get her to run for president. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Is it in. the AOJ? A uh, ham. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening oh, to the Armstrong and Getty oh. Show. Saw a
3: list of who's received the most money from the NRA, which is had a bad couple of weeks, I think, in the media. I'm not sure if it relates to the real world, but anyway, uh, Trump has taken the most ha- taken. See, there's a prejudicial term, mm. Um, uh, been generously gifted, mm. received um, the most money by far of anybody. And they're talking cumulative over people's lifetimes. Wow! Like, like there's there's a bunch of politicians. They're in the three, four, five million dollar range. Right. They're at the right. top. So, because ironic- the NRA doesn't spend near as much money as a lot of people seem to think. No, they mobilize voters. But they twenty one million dollars for Trump. He's
2: far and away received the most money from the NRA. Boy, imagine the irony of that. They went hardcore to get Trump elected. Thinking, you know, he represents Trump country, et cetera, et cetera. If Hillary had gotten elected, gun control would have gone nowhere, probably, because, you know, the Republican side of the aisle wouldn't have given in to her. Right. Oh, they? You know, for electoral reasons, they would perceive that they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, yeah. the greatest
3: uh, the, blow
2: against their power might come from the guy they gave all that money to. It's
3: the only Nixon could go to China. If yeah. you don't know what that yeah. means, Google it. But it's it's that sort of thing. you gotta you got to build up your bona fides before you can wade into that
2: issue. Back in 1972, the map to China had been lost, and only Richard Nixon had memorized it. So only Nixon could go to China. Because nobody this, else knew where it was. Everybody else would turn <laughs> left at Vietnam instead of right. Yeah.
1: Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. And he certainly turned right in Vietnam, I'll tell you that. Whoa, hey, no. hey, oh, 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 I'm sorry, oh. that slipped out. Jeez. Wow, this is not 1969. Was Dick. All right. The very public feuding continues, and I'm not talking about myself and Dick Nixon. President Trump again blasting his Attorney General Jeff Sessions, but this time Sessions publicly responded in his defense. Trump's criticism coming after Sessions said the Justice Department's Inspector General will look into whether there was any wrongdoing by prosecutors and FBI agents in getting a warrant to monitor the communications of the former Trump campaign associate Carter Page. That is a claim that has been pushed by Republicans. Trump tweeting out yesterday, Why is AG Jeff Sessions asking the Inspector General to investigate potentially massive FISA abuse? will take forever, has no prosecutorial power, and already late with reports on Comey, etc. Isn't the IG an Obama guy? Why not use Justice Department lawyers? This is disgraceful. Do you have the TV tie-in, Marsh? No, go ahead. Fox and
2: Friends had just mm-hmm. done a report on that before he tweeted it out and humiliated his Attorney General. And they were speculating whether the uh, Inspector General right? It us. could be neutral, et cetera, et cetera. Some more so. executive time where he just watches TV news
3: <laughs> right. and tweets about yeah.
1: it. Well, you got to stay in touch with the world. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the IG, the Inspector General. Anyway, Sessions responded several hours later saying his department had taken the appropriate step and will, quote, continue to do its work in a fair and impartial manner according to the law and the Constitution. My guy Trey
2: Gowdy Gar- says he has 100% confidence in the Inspector General. That's all I need to hear. Sorry. Uh, 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 Marshall, did you hear that the president refers to Jeff Sessions as Mr. Magoo? Yes.
1: He does? Yes. Yes. That's kind of funny. That's what staffers have been saying. He's always calling him Mr. Magoo. That's not respectful. at
2: At this point, the only further step would be to force Jeff Sessions to be naked from the waist down during the workday. You know, he has humiliated him completely. Uh,
3: FDR once did that to Joe Kennedy.
2: Really? Yeah, he
3: had Joe, Joe Kennedy. Kennedy, old man Kennedy. Yep. He he uh he made Joe Kennedy take his pants down in the Oval Office. Why? Just because he could. Oh. And then and then mocked him behind his back after he left the uh, after left office. It's wow. Really, really interesting story. I that is a raw exercise of power. I yeah. have to bring that in sometime. Yeah, Joe Ouch. Kennedy was a rum runner back in the day, right? You but know? he uh, he 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 wanted something so badly and was so obsequious wow. that he went along with it.
2: Wow! Pull down your pants. What? You could just see it. Er, pull down your pants. So, uh, Marshall. Speaking of people's hind quarters, uh, as I recall, your right buttock. Is giving you problems? I, yes, it continues to give me problems. It
1: has for a couple days well, now. Well,
2: I'm so sorry to hear about your buttock. Well, uh, I think Aaron was the first, but certainly not the only, to pass along Tiger Woods advice to you. Oh,
3: I, I tried to activate my glutes as best I could uh, in between, uh, but it just they never stayed activated. Aaron
2: from Pleasanton suggests you activate
3: your glutes. (laughs) Who gives an interview like that? You realize, Tiger, nobody has any idea what you're talking about. It
1: might make perfectly Uh, good sense, but... Oh,
2: please don't talk him out of saying stuff like that. It's hilarious.
1: (laughs) All right, I'll be activating glutes later on today. Two major U.S. airlines implementing stricter rules on comfort support animals. The new rules at Delta and United take effect today, requiring 48-hour notice and documentation before bringing untrained animals into the passenger cabin that goes into effect finally they're really cracking down and oprah winfrey says oh man
2: we got a great email about a comfort rooster and how it may change a soon-to-be-released prisoner's life okay
1: crazy story oprah winfrey is now saying the only thing that could get her to run for president is a sign from god
2: oh she's psychotic She's the loser. She hears the voice of God, just like Mike Pence, who's an idiot and crazy, he lets God talk to him. He's stupid. Signed, The View, and all sorts of lefties.
1: Yeah, Oprah said that in an interview uh, with uh, People Magazine recently. said she'd been getting a ton of support uh, for a White House run ever since her speech at the Golden Globes. She says after the speech, she had very wealthy people calling her and saying... I can get you a billion dollars. I can run your campaign. And so Oprah started thinking about it, and she prayed on it. She said, God, if you think I'm supposed to run, you got to tell me. And it has to be so clear that not even I can miss it. I am
3: God. So like an Oprah for President bumper sticker shows up on her car yes.
1: out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. With the hand of God putting it on the bumper. Oprah could not lose if she ran for President.
3: Mm, That's Disagree. My belief.
2: Disagree. Candidates always look like that at first blush. She would that's why like... you walk around the racehorse, Jack, Shh. and check its haunches. She would look lift, like that. At... Lift up its tail.
3: <laughs> she looks like that at first blush and would look like yeah. that at last blush. Like right. she is president of the United States. All
2: right, or you'll ingest your motor vehicle. <laughs> All right, then.
1: There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. I, I tell you what, there's a disease in the
2: media. I heard some guys, and this shocked me. Uh, Tim Tebow, who's in camp with the Mets right now, Mm -hmm. former quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, football player, devout Christian, openly devout Christian, so he got mocked and questioned about it all the time. He uh, was playing outfield for the Mets the other day, and he was running for a ball or something and stepped on a sprinkler like a sprinkler head as he was running, and twisted his ankle. So he's out. And these guys were just mocking him. Stepped on a sprinkler? Watch out for the sprinkler, idiot! What kind of guy? God, he's such a fool. Blah, blah, blah. There can be only one conceivable reason to mock the guy. It's because you consider him contemptible for Christianity, I guess. Maybe the crossing over a sport thing, but it was just remarkable. You know, the, the whole... You know, he's trying to cross over Maybe he's not that great Maybe he's just a publicity stunt Okay, but the vehemence of the thing Was unmistakable
3: uh, We're gonna talk it, What to was a,
2: it motivated by?
3: We're going to talk to a reporter About the whole how Oprah gets treated Saying she's going to talk to God Versus, you know, if Tim Tebow Or uh, Mike Pence is it So we'll get into that And you'll
2: either agree or disagree will be next I hour reckon. If you don't get the award-winning fourth hour And oh my god, the accolades continue to pile, on, pile in uh, You can get it on the podcast if you want yeah.
3: So somebody Black. had a comfort Black. rooster, and this is like a legitimate story? Is that what I'm sensing? Yeah. yeah. Actually was helping the guy. Okay. Um. Those are some odd noises you're making.
0: <laughs>
3: I think people
2: understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
3: we need to take more of a look at the, um, particularly the Bay Area of Northern California's resistance to uh, cracking down on illegal immigration at
2: all. Soft-headed emotionalism trumping all logic. It's interesting. And I got nothing against nobody.
3: Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: conscience of 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 the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: I wanna up, I wanna
0: let go. You know. According to the New York Times, White
3: House Communications Director Hope Hicks told the White House Intelligence Committee yesterday that she has occasionally had to tell white lies. White lies, or as Melania calls them, vows. Oh, no, no, no!
2: Out of bounds! Get the hell out of out of here, you know what? I wanted to talk about that white lies thing. Did okay, there's too much news. <laughs> we need to cut down on the amount of news. What is that? Or uh, I only half That's mean this. It's an I, interesting critique. I only half mean this. Or we could stop talking about guns so much. Boom. But I know we gotta. We America and we us and we. I know there's just again. I, again, there's too much news. So hope Hicks who's a White House communications director, is being grilled under oath and says, yes, occasionally I'd tell white lies for the president. And now, oh, well, she can no longer serve as the communications director. She's on the record of saying she's a liar. And the president chewed her out, allegedly, according to anonymous reports, which are two-thirds of the time fake anyway. You can't say that. You can't admit to that. Meanwhile, every air-sucking homo sapien who pays attention to the news understands that the communications director and the White House press secretary spin like like they're a Makita drill. And to the point of white lies, everybody knows that. That's her job, and then exactly, ah! and then and, and to say stuff like "I'm sorry, the president can't meet with you. He's got some foreign policy things that have just come up." When in truth, you're just not important enough. But Hope Hicks would say he's got some really critical foreign policy meetings he's got to get to. I'm so sorry, but listen, let me show you the blue room, you know, and you, you shuttle people out the back door. The fact that in in, in the style of the emperor's new clothes. Everybody knows all of this, but still does the wacky dance when Hope Hicks says, no, I haven't told any lies, maybe little white lies on behalf of the president. But, and she also said, according to leaks from the testimony, nothing to do with any Russian involvement, Russian meddling, Russian collusion, nothing on that topic whatsoever, which is what we're talking about here. But she is now disqualified. To get up in front of people or and, and tell quote-unquote white lies, even though everybody... It just makes me crazy. This is why people hate D.C., and this is why, love them or hate them, people like Trump, because he's plain speaking. In a moment,
3: more homeowners than ever installing secret passages in their homes. Oh,
2: wait a minute. I've always
3: wanted one of those. My kids really want one. Wait a minute. Stay tuned. I'd love a secret so passage. So would I. Actually, actually, after I read this, I thought, why don't... Practically all homes have one of these, but
2: stay well, tuned. Well, could it be a secret passage? Does it have to be, like, to a secret chamber? Or if I have a secret passage from the kitchen to the dining room, I mean, who would care?
3: I suppose it depends. Are you a serial killer, or do you just want to uh, <clears throat> hide your safe?
2: Or You know, my attorneys asked me not to answer that question directly. <laughs> I'm just trying to scare my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Reason enough. So Al Nonymous wrote us, wrote us, a, hmm, wrote us this note. A resident at a residential substance abuse facility, a rehab place, has a certified emotional support rooster. Certified by? If everybody would like to join together and say, oh, for God's sake, right now, feel free.
3: Cock-a-doodle-don't in my world.
2: (laughs) Oh, my. So somehow they said, yeah, I'm trying to give up the Oxycontin and I can't do it without my sport rooster because it calms me. And somebody approved this.
3: I've uh, had a number of roosters. I've shot a couple of them. They are not calming beasts in general.
2: State parole places parolees at this facility through a uh, contracted placement company. The placement company says they will no longer place parolees at this facility. Due to the presence of farm animals within the facility. Why that is, I can't imagine, but I don't have the time or interest to pursue it. So, anyway, all you need to know is somebody done their time. Well, I'll explain here. To be released, you have to have a valid and verified release plan. This takes months to put together and get approved by the penal system. Let's take it easy, Sean. So you've got to spell out, listen, if you release me, I'm going to do this, this, and this to, to prevent me committing more crimes and to get on my way and, and make a living, blah, blah, blah. So there's an inmate who's serving a life sentence that was approved for release from prison, potentially. To be released, he must have that valid and verified release plan, which took him months to put together and get approved. He was going to be released to the facility with the rooster. With funding provided by parole through the placement company, now he may be denied his planned release because of the emotional support rooster. Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, is in the middle or just finished reading a uh, Gulag Archipelago, the, uh, the uh, blockbuster uh, uh, collection of writings about the Soviet Union, edited by uh, Alexander. Is it Alexander Solzhenitsyn? Um, which I read a chunk of as a teenager, and it really spun my head around. But anyway, um, what a great example of what life is like if life is controlled by bureaucracies. That's amazing.
3: It's enough to make you want to have a secret passage, isn't it? Are you ready? That rooster that
2: or... ends up with his head removed and sizzling in a pan. Who could you know? Who could be against that? Secret passages, you say?
3: Secret doors and passageways are more popular than ever with homeowners looking for creative ways to protect their families and their possessions. Um, they make doors, these various companies, they make doors that don't look like doors. It could look like a bookcase, a dresser, a grandfather clock, a brick wall. Can you make you can me a
2: bookcase of. that looks like a door?
3: Um, We'll make a door that looks like whatever you want us to make it look like, said this one company. Wow. Uh, some of the clients want a secret door to hide the kids' play area, so it's just not you know out in the open or a movie room. Others just want a place to hide a large safe or some guns. But safety is the number one reason that people do this. They want a panic room type of situation in case of a home invasion, which. Well, that's not the reason I would put one in my home. Yeah. I I think if we all start doing that, we're getting down the road toward uh to, to, to
2: Paranoidville. I think so, too, yeah. How home many in, home invasions are You know, if you sell or grow pot or something like that, I suppose maybe. Home invasions, you yeah, know, with people
3: at home, very rare. And depending on your neighborhood, almost, you know, like getting hit by lightning. Um. So getting a little paranoid. But I thought, why don't. Why 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 doesn't every home have something like this? It's it's a a not obvious-like closet, and that's where you put your safe or your... I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I
2: love it. Plus a secret chamber where I could maybe take people.
3: Oh, my six-year-old, I think because he's watching a lot of Scooby-Doo, he's really into the idea of a bookcase that opens as a
2: door or something. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Man, I'd just go back there and hang out (laughs) just because I could. I think that's what he's picturing. Right. (laughs) Right. Hatch nefarious plans.
3: <laughs> if it wasn't for you meddling kids. So you can like, have a fireplace on hinges. Oh, cool. Oh, how, how cool, cool would is that, that be? That be. Feel very like Harry Potter. <laughs> very. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Oh, we're going to talk about the way different people are treated with their god attitudes coming up on the award-winning fourth hour if you get it on the Armstrong and Getty Show.